0: Very much CEO Tree. Are there comments or questions from commissioners? Mr. Johnson. I right, had Thank you. Thank you for that um information. Um so we have a our city council has a representative Metro on a And just recently one of her reports said that Metro had had or will be not collecting fares anymore. And I was kind of dumbfounded because I kept hearing about the shortages of money. I said I asked her, what kind of business, when they're in financial, have financial issues, like obviously you're telling us you do, stops collecting money from customers? Would you give me a rationale why Metro feels like, and, and not really just giving free passes to people that need it, but to each and everybody, regardless of their economic status? It's
1: a great question, and um, two things go through my mind. With public transit, we really view it as a public utility for the people. It's it's something that uh, is important to the community to have a balanced transportation. It's something that's important to the community from an equity perspective. It's something important to the community from an environmental perspective, and so on. And so it's worthy of having a great transportation system in your community. The fact of the matter is, uh, in a transportation system, the way it's set up uh, in public transit is that usually local, state, and federal resources to have a great transportation pay for about eight or $9 out of every $10 that it takes for the system. In other words, about a dollar is, uh, $1 out of 10, or maybe it's $2 out of 10. Uh, if you're looking at kind of a general look, uh, from the fare box go to maintain $10 of the system cost or 20% is paid for by the fare box. And that's probably on an, in, in a really high functioning system. So you take, the people many of the people who ride public transit are doing so because they're very limited in options and so you take the very most economically challenged residents that you have and then you charge them cash every time they walk on a bus I have a hard time in my career uh, fathoming that uh, with so much of the bus system already paid for that you couldn't reach and a, a totally new efficiency level with the bus system and a totally new level of equity in your community by going fare free. So that's one consideration in going fare free. The other one's a pretty simple answer, and that is because we've got a grant for it. <laughs> and so uh, we have LC top funding that we have uh, pitched to the state to be able to take the project fare free during the pilot project. And so uh, those are the two answers that I'd give you as far as a reason for fare free. Um, I was uh, the general manager in Missoula, Montana, which is a real transit town. You wouldn't think that there'd be a transit town in Montana, but it has the University of Montana in the community. We took the system fare free and the ridership increased 70% on the system. And that includes professors going to the university, business professionals going downtown, and students and uh, those who needed that transit system most. So it just shows you your efficiency level of what happens with people loving that system when there are no barriers right. to enter a bus system.
0: No, I understand. Um, I guess the counter is is that economically challenged people that have a car. There are a lot of poor people that have a car that have to pay for their gas. They also never get a pass on the registration fees. I mean, if they, if they own a car, they have to pay registration. In Caltrans would agree to that. Um, you know, I owe a lot to uh, transit. My my mom was, well, she passed away at ninety seven. lived in um, Watsonville, and uh, she had a habit even at ninety some years old, jumping on a bus and going to Kmart because the medications were free, or not free, but less uh, expensive. And you know, the kindness shown by the drivers there to her because she was legally blind and mom, stop doing this, right? Um, and the, and then there was also paratransit. You know, For the longest time, we would have to, they lived in uh, Watsonville, it was 23 miles one way. So if they wanted to come for a Sunday dinner, which they did a lot, if we had to pick them up, that was like 95 miles. But the paratransit, and it took a lot to convince them to use it, um, was a blessing. Because you could set up a, an appointment, uh, they could come uh, door-to-door service, and so uh, that was an option. And again, a debt of gratitude to Metro for, you know, showing that kindness. One of the things, though, I think of the challenges of Metro is that you mentioned options. Now, I live in a, I live in a neighborhood which is kind of a microcosm of what's happening in the county of Santa Cruz, where there's a grain of America, right? I mean, a grain of Santa Cruz County. My neighborhood, I see it all the time. Thirty years ago, everybody had kids. The, on a Saturday morning, our streets are teeming with uh, playing this, rollerblading, whatever. Now it's deader than anything. Right on a Sunday morning. Um, so, you know, one of the recommendations that you often hear, even from committees with with this agency, is that more money should go to Metro. But private car provides the most freedom those people in my neighborhood because i never see them taking a bus uh probably almost everywhere because they they now can visit their family wherever that is they can take trips to uh get their drugs they can take trips to visit um uh, go to the store wherever that might be so you, you know um you you use the word options and people have options and what you know my experience has been by given the option between driving their car and taking a bus a lot of people don't take the bus and you know i never i don't use this to embarrass people but who drove your car took a bus today did you the question well, no did you take a bus
1: i did not cuz i needed to go into work first and come here second but i'll i'll tell you uh, commissioner johnson i wouldn't take a bus with your current system it's mediocre you don't have a world-class system in Santa Cruz County. And uh, I'll tell you what, when you have 15 minute frequency and you have a world-class system, you're going to have a whole new level of people who say, wow, I can take my two car household and now make it into a one car car household because that works for me. You're going to take someone who basically is, barely making ends meet, which is a whole lot of people in Santa Cruz County. And they're going to say I can dump that car and I can save on that insurance and I can save on that maintenance and I can afford to live here now in a whole new way, thanks to world class system to a world class system. So I didn't, so, so Metro, uh, What's before you today really is a world-class system, and even then, uh, Metro's desire is not that everybody jump ship on their car and their transportation options. For a healthy community, you need great transportation options all the way around,
0: and that includes cars. Have you done a peer, any sort of peer studies with, uh, for example, of how the leading fares actually translates into, I mean, uh, you know, more ridership? I mean, are, what, number one what example um and um you know i think goals are are fine and you've just explained that if you have a world-class uh, system that somehow some way the ridership and the people that are now using their cars seniors included will, will kind of magically transform in just you know massive amounts of people using buses you know you talk about seven million trips but each year on Scotts Valley Drive alone, there are about seven million trips so um you know the trip that you describe sounds impressive, but at the same time, is it a significant impact on all the things that you describe, namely the environment uh people actually using and benefiting from a quote world class system I don't know um I mean, there are promises being made here um. And one of the things, you know, from a, from a prospect of the regional transportation commission, we're not an appendage. We are kind of a partner in, in this county as far as transportation. Goes. Um, you have your half cent sales tax, right? And this agency, when measure D was passed, granted Metro, I think a full 20% of all proceeds, every, every part of that half cent sales tax to go to you all, right? Um, so for the, for the person who is looking for not only, you know, Metro, which again is a a fantastic and a needed service in this County, I'm not disputing that for the people that need roads done that are isolated when, you know, half a hillside goes away and they can't get out of their house for, for a month or two. And it costs $2 million to renovate that road. Um, that's where these scarce, dollars notwithstanding the need of Metro and all the people here for scarce dollars uh, are you know there there's competition so uh, I'm not disputing the need whatever and I'm not not my intention it gives me no pleasure to put a damper on this but there are real needs everywhere not just a Metro um, and for the safety convenience and you know what you describe the options that people have now if you came down Scotts Valley Drive today um, we did our level best uh, to make sure that by filling cracks that this road that was really redone 20 some years ago will stay intact it looks like hell okay so you know we need the money to kind of make it look better Um, so you know I just want I just want to say that um, you know, whereas Metro has many buckets, at least two or three buckets, where we might just have one local, or it might be RTC or what have you. Um, that's consideration too. So, um, again, I do not want to put a damper on your presentation. No problem. Thank you, Commissioner Johnson. I'll we'll start with.